Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser, and I'm with Brian Baker. As always. And we have Liz Miller with us. Yay. Hello. A very special guest. I know. It's a special guest. So um, Liz is a friend of ours who was just diagnosed with Parkinson's recently, right? Or Actually, not? it'll be three years. Oh, it's just recent summer. that you found us. I just found the gym she this year. Us. So okay. it's been like You've been know, looking for us? Months. Yeah, I've been searching. I've been searching. I found my home. Forever home. My forever so home. Nice. You mean you're never gonna leave? Never gonna leave. <laughs> oh, you're great. stuck in with it. me forever. Just in it right. forever. Great. Um, so Liz is a psychotherapist, which is very interesting. Um, but like I said, she's also a Parkinson's patient. And um, today, what we wanted to talk to you about is really. Um, your diagnosis like in general but you know how has it affected or changed your relationship with your patients or you know with uh your your own therapist or your colleagues like things like that because it's always interesting to share when you know those who are still in the workforce what it does but you're in a very interesting line of work for yes. being in park having parkinson's so anyways first can you clarify um what exactly is a psychotherapist and what do you do <laughs> is that uh, a psychotherapist is someone who provides uh counseling therapy for individuals families couples but is it like for specific like um i don't want to say disease groups but like for specific mental health issues or um well no psychotherapy covers kind of it's an umbrella over all of it mm -hmm. but those of us um usually have those of us that are therapists usually have our own specialty or our areas that we that we um have more education or training in that okay. we like to work with um, do you focus on Parkinson's patients or people with neurological issues, or is it, like you said, it's just everything? No, actually, I do not focus on Parkinson's. Okay. I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had someone with Parkinson's, or at least that came in wanting to do therapy related to having Parkinson's. And then you work with all of us on an unofficial basis at the gym. <laughs> So. Yes, you guys are a, an everyday case study for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to your your diagnosis, what was your first symptom? Was it was it more emotional? Was it physical? Well, remember? I now realize that my first symptom was probably the years and years I spent acting out my dreams. Did you really? Oh yeah. Uh, even when my children were small, they thought it was hilarious. Like, had we had cell phones, I would be taped because, you know, they'd be recording me, guaranteed. But Like, you act them out, like, when people say that, does it mean, like, you're just talking in your sleep or you're... Not me. Not mm. I. I would get up, not get out of the bed. I would sit up. I would have, say, full sentences. Uh, if I was angry in the dream, I would start yelling at my husband or, mm -hmm. you know, whoever would walked it, into the room. And sometimes I'd... I kick. I mean, was it mumbling or would you were you oh, making no. sense? No, very clear. Huh. Very clear. Yeah. So it was quite funny. I mean, people yeah. thought it was great. Do you yeah. still do that? Um, not as much since I'm on the medication. So the medication does help. It helps calm the calm that behavior 
but my dreams are like psychedelic. Yeah. I mean, they're they're crazy. They're uh, technicolor is what I say. Yeah, but I don't remember them usually. Yeah. So that so do you think that that was probably the first? From what I understand, yeah. yeah. And then about 15, at least 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with an essential tremor. Okay. Now, my movement disorder specialist now says, no, no, that was that was the beginning of your Parkinson's. So it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that what, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, but, so let's see, it's going to be three years in the summer, so about four years ago is when I really started to have the issues that sent me to a neurologist. So did your background, like your your career path, like did that help you at all, like determine your, not determine your diagnosis, but help you along the journey or no? I could see that being difficult because I guess I was sitting here listening to somebody talk about their problems. Like, do you know what I go through on a day? I can see that being challenging at times. After diagnosis. Yeah, that I can say something about that. No, I, I can't. Okay. Let me, let me restate that. Probably, probably, because in order to do what I do, mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of my own work. Mm-hmm. Like all through my, my um, graduate school and then post-grad training, I was in therapy. It was a requirement. Okay. And uh, so I did a lot of my own personal growth and working through my own stuff, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably helped me after I got diagnosed mm-hmm. to be able to manage the diagnosis, maybe. A little bit better but I mean I was scared to death yeah I mean, like how was your reaction is it like everybody else's that they're freaked out yeah I went to this neurologist I got his name from a friend of mine and uh, over at Riverside and within 15 minutes he said no this isn't this isn't a pinched nerve you have Parkinson's disease just like that it was and by myself and I and I vaguely remember what he said after that. Aww. Not much. I yeah. just remember being in shock. So like, so Jess and I both were a little more prepared because we had expected that yeah. diagnosis going in. So you mm-hmm. weren't expecting that at all then, huh? No, no one had ever even said it to me. I had been to two orthopedic specialists because of the issues I was having with my arm. Um, I'd been through two different PTs trying to work on strengthening my arm with the torn rotator cuff and... And um, just my strength being weaker on mm-hmm. the right side. Mm-mm. So I know we talk a lot about like the physical aspects of Parkinson's, but do you also deal with any of like the cognitive or emotional parts as well? So um, after the shock wore off, and I started to get used to, okay, this is this is what I have. Um, I can't say how long it was, maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I started to notice that I was getting depressed mm-hmm. and I developed anxiety. Mm-hmm. So um, I now take a combination of um, an SSRI and an SSNI. What's that? It's just a dif- different form of a, uh, antidepressant, oh. which has a dual effect for um, anxiety. Okay. So I don't take anxiety medicine. I just take two different, a combination form of uh, antidepressants. Hmm. And it manages it fine. But yeah, that that happened. And I could feel it coming on. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm getting depressed. I could tell, right? Yeah. Um, Was it weird recognizing it in yourself versus others? Or 
Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I thought, well, maybe I'm just having a hard time adjusting or I'm sad, but, mm-hmm. you know, I just know what depression looks like and feels like, you know, and it's, I didn't want to get off the couch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was working. I always say the same thing to people when you have depression or low-grade depression, you can do life. It's just you're doing life while walking through mud. That's what it feels like. It's just like heavy. Oh, is that right? what it feels like? I, this feels like every day to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're depressed. <laughs> no way, man. I got a joyful life. But I so, but I think that's actually a really good way of explaining it. And it's it's, I don't know, obviously, like a benefit from like what you do that you were able to recognize it and seek help. Mm-hmm. through for years was like with medication and I know you work out and do other things but um, there's still a lot of people that are stuck because they don't want to they I think people fear that depression and like medication for it is like I've gone off the deep end and you know it's not it's like you said you can still do life you're just it's just muddy it, yeah and it's heavy mm-hmm. and it's much harder I think I think it's also trying to figure out the difference. Like we all have sad times and depression. We all get depressed on something, but is it continuous? And that's trying, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you, know, right. you know, all of us get depressed. I mean, we're all humans, but is it something that we can't fight through every day? Exactly, it's the illness of depression mm-hmm. versus just having some sad or depressed like, yeah. times, right? Yeah. How sorry? How has your diagnosis changed your view? of your profession and your patients, has it? Oh yeah, absolutely. How so? Well, I I always believe, I always thought of myself as empathetic, uh-huh. um, but this just added a whole nother layer to it. It really did. It's like, I think I just listened to people differently, especially people with chronic illness. Yeah. Right? Um, and it, it just became something that I was always aware of mm-hmm. right now. It's like I'm sitting here talking with them about, you know, what's happening with them, and I'm holding this this knowledge now that I have Parkinson's, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to always have Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just made me aware, more acutely aware of the human condition, right, that we – I know a lot about my patients. I don't know everything about them, mm-hmm. right? They don't, they all think they know me quite well, but they didn't know this, right? So we just never, it's cliche, but we never know what anybody's going through. Right, right, right. And uh, and when I started to tell people, um, you know, I got the, you don't look like someone that <sighs> would get Parkinson's. Yeah. I got that a lot, right? Um, not ill intention, just, you know. Just yeah. ill-informed, you know, yeah. not knowing a lot about it. Well, so. that and I think people like to, I don't know if they think it makes you feel better or something or, it kind of, but it sometimes does the opposite because I know even like being on here, people look at me and they're like, you don't even look like you have Parkinson's. I'm like, you don't see the rest of yeah. like my, you don't feel, you can't see or feel well, here, the rigidity, here, here, the tension. Here's that, the yeah? question back is what does a person with Parkinson's look like? I mean. That's you know, so true. It's like there's. Yeah, we, we see in the gym. We see all young people, older people. We see people that are in shape. We see doctors. We have mm-hmm. physicians, pharmacists. Because um, like. See at home moms. It could be a, there's no profession. There's something that. And it's not a visible, it's not always a visible disease. No. We're so used to people thinking it's all visible and it's not. Well, I think it actually 
has changed the way some of my patients or clients um, relate to me. They see me. So your patients know you have it. Most of them. Okay. Um, most of them. I had a situation where I had uh, I was newly diagnosed. I wasn't sure who I was going to tell, how I was going to tell, whether I should. You know, I hadn't figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. And I had someone new who happened to be, um, let's just say, uh, in the neurology field. Okay. And. I was still figuring out my medication. And the next thing I know, I'm talking and I'm tremoring like crazy, Mm. you know. And it just felt like this kind of watershed moment. And I just said, you know, this is not anxiety. This is, I have Parkinson's Mm -hmm. and I haven't, I'm behind on my meds apparently. And uh, he said, "Um, yeah, I could tell it was Parkinson's. (laughs) So, yeah, because he obviously was knowledgeable. And uh and through my own therapist, I talked with her, and, and she said, tell them. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, just let them know. And, and I wasn't embarrassed. I just was not sure how it would be received and how they would feel about mm-hmm. me. And um, the people have been wonderful. Yeah. So you have your own therapist that you still see? Um, I saw her more in the beginning with my diagnosis. But, yes, she's kind of my on-call yeah I see her when I need to yeah yeah that's probably something that would be beneficial for everybody to have maybe maybe um I've never now you're diagnosing the whole general population no I (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I meant but it's like I mean even like when I get together with my girlfriends and like we sit and we'll like have conversations it's like you know we're we're there for each other and we have those conversations and then to have a PD conversation it's different exactly and friends are great love my friends um, therapy's different mm-hmm. obviously uh, than than friends there's nothing personal coming through right they don't I don't know them in that way mm-hmm. so and and you know it, it, the training is around um, helping people with their mental and psychological Mm -hmm. and emotional health, right? So helping them be, um, you know, figure out what's, what are the roadblocks that they're experiencing or Mm -hmm. what are the things that are making life more difficult, right? So of course we'd say, okay, Parkinson's is going to make life more difficult, but you know, you just kind of look at all the different ways that now it changes your life and Mm -hmm. what your fears are and, Mm -hmm. and, um, how to, you know, stay focused on your successes. And I mean, I know when I got diagnosed, um, I still remember when he, when this doctor told me, um, other than thinking about how it was going to impact my family and Mm -hmm. telling them, I looked at him and I said, promise me this is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, my body, okay, all right, I'll deal with that. But I need this to be okay. Yeah. You know, and he said, well, we, let's hope so. <laughs> Which was not <laughs> like, the answer I wanted, you know, because this is like my livelihood. Yeah. Right? And so what do you do? You do any exercise, like brain exercises or, you know, crossword puzzles I or do, like that? I do. The studies are mixed on how much they really help, Mm -hmm. to be honest, as far as, you know, um, preventing Mm -hmm. cognitive decline. 
but uh, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, every little bit helps. So, yeah. I Have you so. seen, since you're new to our Parkinson's gym and our little community, um, have you, has there been a difference in your symptoms or your feelings? Your depression? Or your, yeah. you, you know, I'm more depressed since I've met you. <laughs> see, I thought you had to, I thought, I, Every I thought time you'd I see you at the gym, I'm like, oh, it's oh, a Brian day. I thought you'd have a different effect. I thought you'd be like, oh, I'm so happy that every time I get to see you. But so you, you had, you were diagnosed for two years before you even came yes. here. So like, did you have any community? Did you talk to anybody before that had Parkinson's before us? Um, no. Well, I did not have a community. I attempted, it was during COVID, mm-hmm. so nobody was meeting. So I got online and looked for some online support mm-hmm. and just ran into, um, let's say support groups that were very different than what we have in the gym. The negativity? It was negative. Yeah. It was um, very illness-focused, mm-hmm. what they couldn't do anymore. Yeah. It was depressed. I mean, I yeah. then I was getting more depressed, you know. Then um, you came into us and we were upbeat and positive. You and guys are kooky. I was we're like, so cheery. You're so cheery. Yay, T. Um, <laughs> my, oh, my goodness. My life has completely changed since the gym, to be honest. Really, with with the regular exercise and just being with people who have the disease, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we know some of the things that get talked about in the gym Mm -hmm. that I've never heard in other gyms, right? But it's because of having Parkinson's, right? There's certain things that we can get away with. Get away with. That's a good way to put it. What would you say to others that are newly diagnosed? Um, about the benefits of talking to someone um, or I'd say the pitfalls maybe of not talking to someone, either a therapist or a community of PD people? Uh, well, a community, uh, a community I think is just imperative. I mean, I think that's life-changing. Um, I mean, that's one of the indicators of living successfully with mm-hmm. Parkinson's is having a community or or staying social mm-hmm. right and staying social with other people that have the diseases as far as therapy goes listen i think everybody should have a therapist what can i see? say i really do I you know see. that's my psa um do i think therapy is good yeah mm-hmm. i mean i ideally yeah i think if they don't have a strong support system especially mm-hmm. And support is not just having people that love you, right? Sometimes yeah. the people that love you can say the worst things. Mm-hmm. Well-intentioned, right? Um, I had a lot of deniers in my family, let's mm-hmm. say. A lot of uh, magical thinking, like, ah, you're, you know, they're going to, you're, you're going to do really well with this. And, and I got the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why, why, why? yeah you're so strong and mm-hmm. and uh yeah and i and it's like and it it was really hurtful because mm-hmm. i'm like you don't know how this feels and mm-hmm. and then my fear i couldn't talk about my fear right mm-hmm. because you're gonna i actually think you're gonna be one of the ones that that really break out of this somehow exactly <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's did you find a cure yeah, in me yeah, yeah that's it you got the same thing oh yeah yeah i still do yeah yeah so with therapy i mean therapists meet you right where you are mm-hmm. right they don't have an agenda so do not... bartenders <laughs> listen bartenders 
hairdressers and therapists we're all the same okay? <laughs> <laughs> we all we all do the same thing yeah. so just yeah. like with the pitfalls of not talking to somebody i mean you get like you know if somebody who's newly diagnosed like there's benefits like telling them what the benefits are of talking to somebody but then the pitfalls like if you don't you that's when you kind of get stuck in the mud well the mud. Yeah. that's the depression part for anxious people now mm. i do not when I started to feel anxiety, that was upsetting because mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I've never had anxiety. And so that was really uncomfortable. But for people who have spent their lives dealing, let's say, with generalized anxiety or some kind of anxiety disorder, to get diagnosed with something like Parkinson's, I, I would recommend they like bang on a therapist's door because mm-hmm. that will be hard to manage. because every fear will get triggered Mm -hmm. right and that's that's predominant anxiety is really centered around fear fear of so many things so that would be a tough one to handle Mm -hmm. i think without help of somebody else well thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate having you uh in our last 30 seconds i'll leave you with this everybody's dealing with something in their life and therapy can be a source of an outlet for anybody um, but especially those who are going through a Parkinson's diagnosis or who've had the disease for an extended period of time. Talk to somebody, a therapist or your community, or find a community. If you're not finding a good one online, make sure you find those that are positive, motivating, so that you can get past the mud and start living the best life that you possibly can. Thanks for tuning in. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.